going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new and exciting episode of the Vile Files Freestyle Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Amanda in studio. Allie is at her home because apparently she got the vid again one more time. Again. Again. Yeah. Again. Embarrassing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amanda and I can get it. Like, you haven't had it once? Doesn't like us. Oh, wow. Thank, knock on wood. Yeah. Does knock we're, on wood work? We're, we're going to give each other COVID. <laughs> Does knock on wood work for COVID? That's the new vax. <laughs> Just knocking on wood. You're like, oh, I'm going to be fine. The CDC is now yeah, saying yeah. people who knock on wood yeah. are allowed to not wear masks. Yeah. Uh, the gentleman you hear uh, is my dear friend, Nick Lehman. Hello. Welcome, Nick. Thank you so much for having um, me. I uh, found Nick. <laughs> Discovered. Discovered Nick <laughs> on Twitter, I think. Maybe. I, don't know. I have a lot of annoying tweets. I'm so sure they're out your, there. Uh, pandemic content. Content. Yes. And then Natalie and I ran into you at a Paul Smith event. Paul Smith event. Yeah. And we became then, fast uh, friends. Yeah. Natalie and you became fast friends. <laughs> and then um, and then I invited you on my podcast. We recorded an entire episode. It was probably the best episode. It was ever It was amazing. And <laughs> for the first time ever, uh, it turns out someone wasn't recording. Mm. And we lost an entire episode. It was a very complicated audio issue <laughs> that had to do with like a national company that the, should the be reliable. The explanation is someone forgot to press record. Mm. <laughs> that um, red button. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was just speaking too fast and they were like, we can't do this. This has to go. They, the, they, the they accidentally ended is, up in the trash. AI came to life and yeah. was like, uh-uh, yeah. not today. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, I don't know. We think we need a warm up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have him back. Another time. So Nick is with us. Hello, Welcome hello. Nick. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Where should we start? Where, where do we want to should start? Should we start with some Bachelor tea? Let's get it over with. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's get it over with. We obviously yeah. have the premiere coming up for those of you who don't know. July 11th. Mark your calendars. Uh, mark your yeah. calendars for the premiere and a subsequent recap. If we're viewing this in like a Catholic lens, mm. we're nearing the end of ordinary time. There you go. We're going to we begin a new the liturgical season. Time. See, God yeah. always gets a shout out. And Lent is <laughs> that guy. Lent is always a guest on the Bible He's files. always here. He's always being recorded. That's for sure. We're in Some the dark days news. of Bachelor. Sad news. Yes. To start us off. Nate and mm. Michelle have broken up. And on Friday, she posted to her Instagram story. She said that having a relationship in the public eye has not been easy. I'm struggling to say that Nate and I will be going our separate ways, but I stand with him in knowing the heaviness that is present in both of our hearts as this relationship has been very real for us. To you, Nate, you quickly became my best friend. Whoa, friend. <laughs> And the love I have for you is incredibly strong. I will never stop wanting to see you succeed. Blah, 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 blah. I'm deeply hurting and will need time and space to work through this heartbreak. Are we surprised? Did we think they would make it? What happens to the 200 grand for their house now? I have many questions. I know Mal Michelle and Nate have some deeply passionate fans. We suggested that it's like the, the their their independent relationship when it comes to the history of Bachelor Nation doesn't have a good track record, but maybe they're different. Maybe they're different. And the the passionate Michelle and Nate fans did did not appreciate that take. So did you get a lot of DMs. I know, but mm. some scaries <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. I saw one comment. I was like, "What's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> 
like wow, probably a lot. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I don't there's know. a list, but uh, um, not not about this. I don't know about this. Yeah. Uh, listen, it sucks. I mean, like it uh, having gone through what they've gone through, it's not fun. I mean, um, there is a lot of pressure, and and the reality is is that there's when you break up with someone publicly, there's a lot of fears that you have. There's the loss of the relationship that you're dealing with it, which I'm sure is real. And then there's the there's the fear of like, how does this affect your time on the show? What people are gonna think of you now? And people can be critical of like, is that superficial or is that important? But like, whatever, like it's a human thing. I think Michelle is gonna be more than fine. I think she'll be thriving for, especially as it relates to her, you know, bachelor nation. Um, Do you think if she would have chosen Brandon no, at the I, end? I hate that would they still be together? I mean, I don't hate that question from you, Allie. It's, you have to ask the question, but I think it's an unfair question. I don't. No. M- most likely, like the lead only want like really likes one person. Mm-hmm. And I say that as a two-time runner-up. I'm sure she liked Brandon. I think she probably respected Brandon. I think there was some chemistry there. But I think the overwhelming majority of the time, the runner-up was never their person. And I, I don't suspect uh, Michelle reaching out to to Brandon. And I, Brandon's on Paradise, I think, right now. Spoiler alert, I think. So I think he's going to be fine. Them working out had nothing to do with her not picking right. Brandon or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, I mean, listen, it's a they're always a big leap of faith. They're maybe Joe, maybe Joe with the basketball scenario that you yeah, point. I don't think Joe either. Yeah, years down the line. Yeah, well, there was that one time I wanted them to get together, but I don't think that's going to happen. You disagree. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, she's single, so anything could happen. Have you ever had like a really nasty breakup that like instilled you with a sense of shame? Yes, definitely. That like we couldn't work through it or why aren't we working through it? And, you know, I think it's like usually a mismatch and down the line you realize that, that it was never going to work out. But the, in those moments, that shame and the I can't believe we weren't able to do this and what's wrong with me, what's wrong with them. That internal battle is pretty ugly. But then it's always nice getting to that point where you're like, oh, my God, absolutely not. Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever hear the real story mm-hmm. about, like, Nate and Michelle. Because they kept things pretty private. We didn't really see much of them. And I'm really I'm curious if we'll ever hear the, like, who ended it, who broke up with who, what was it really about, did they ever really feel like it had a chance you know it's entirely possible that like it just by the time the show ended it just you never really could get into the a groove of the relationship or maybe i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if we never find out though yeah they keep it tight like locked lips and i do think there's a mutual respect that they have for each other and if they have that that's and Mich- I don't see Michelle saying anything, and usually the guys don't because it never goes over. I feel well. like there's like also a culture now, especially on TikTok, of public figures who feel the need to like go into the full details of the story. And I feel like it's always better to just be surface level about it because when it is like specific, you did this, he did this, this is what happened January 23rd, this is what went in time, blah, 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 blah. It's a little bit like, mm, never goes well. I am not your therapist. But there's also, there's also like a part with like reality TV personalities where things slow down mm-hmm. and right. you're, no one, you're not getting as many interviews and all of a sudden you're like, Anyone hear anyone yeah. hear me talk shit? Yeah. And all of a sudden you get a little of attention. So there's a little bit of that. I don't suspect that yeah. you're gonna see that from Michelle. But uh our hearts go Speaking out to both of, of them. 
some exes that have previously been very closed down about their breakup, we finally have some sort of statement slash comment from Zach. He's really been very, very quiet after his breakup with Taisha. Not a lot of details were shared, but recently Taisha shared some beach photos, some bikini photos on her Instagram and some like random troll account basically commented and said, I think you need to get over yourself. Remember when you dated Zach Clark and didn't constantly post selfies and boobs and bikinis of yourself? Yeah, get back to that, honey, because nobody cares at how fancy you think you are. You're still a girl from a reality show with a guy who cheated on you. Who's so then, who cheated on her? Well, he's implying that Zach did. Oh. So Zach actually commented back on Tasha's post and he said, congrats, you got me. My first and hopefully last clap back. Enough is enough. One of the problems with social media is it gives people like you a voice and unwarranted power. The truth is we see this shit. I see this shit. It is hard to avoid and is just not nice, especially when you have no idea what you were talking about slash you just make shit up. I struggle to see why you would be mean for no reason. Being kind is so much easier. So Tasha, F the noise and keep doing your thing. Wear the clothes you want to wear, take the videos you want to take, and keep shining. I know you, and I know you to be a really good person. That's great. Good for Zach. Yeah. 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 So, like, where is the line, do you think, of where you just kind of, like, do hands off, we're not together anymore? Or, like, what caused Zach to respond to this? Because I doubt this is the first time someone's dragged either of them in the comments. I mean, maybe it's because they accused him of being a cheater. Mm. there's that that maybe that but, i mean listen if you have a cordial relationship with your ex and and you have an opportunity to defend an ex great look yeah so yeah he, he seems like a prince prince charming yeah. swooping in here um it's also like oh my god like i'm good and we're good it's it's very visually it looks yeah. very and nice. i don't i've never met zach but he i've heard good things about him and he seems to be like a really mature level-headed person that despite like however he might even feel about it you know, because it, maybe it's a sadness. Maybe he just feels sadness over the breakup. I have no, may, or maybe he's, ha I have no fucking clue. Maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they're like, just like happy to be independent and, and have mutual respect. But, well, they're both single, right? So as long as you're both single, like, I think if the other person's in a relationship, you just kind of bow out. Yeah, you don't need to be that, like defending yeah. them. Cause then it, then it kind of almost becomes like a, a weird thing. Yeah. Well, but, if I was his like, if I was in a relationship with him and I was his girlfriend, I'd be like, what's, what, what's going on here? Hello. Why don't you leave comments like this on my posts? You know, something yeah. like that. Have, but, you, have you, either of you ever had situations where an ex has been present in a purely platonic way, but while you had a current partner? What and do you mean? Had like a situation where you've had a friendship with an ex and your partner at the time didn't feel comfortable with it or yeah. felt weird about it. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah. and then and I feel like it always spirals into, because it's like a self-consciousness thing where then X walks away, partner's like, I didn't like the way that that went. I'm like, well, he was standing there, so I wasn't going to ignore him, but. Yeah, it's tough at first because you're just like, also, is there a history, you yeah. know? Like, I've, I've had a couple of women friends that like, we became friends after we hooked up and like truly became platonic friends. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, hey, this is my so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And then that there's always that 
question of like, listen, all I need to know is, did you fuck? <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. I only have one question. Did you yeah. fuck? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Like maybe mm. don't have lunch with them. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Um, or vice versa. Right. And that's it. That's it. I, I think that's always there some awkwardness or mm. some people just get a bad read from people. It definitely. But when you are the person who has the new partner and then the ex comes up, that feels good. Yeah. Like, Hey, it's, I'm so glad you're doing well, but I'm doing really well. Yeah, have you met so-and-so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My sparkling, wonderful. Yeah, it's, just, it's just a random man who actually has no idea who I am. I'm just like, like, this is the love of my life. He's like, I do not know you, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your sister is using Peloton to get ready for her wedding. She is indeed. Amazing. What's her favorite class? Well, she likes to do the like strength training videos because she runs outside, but she wanted to also supplement it with strength mm. and the nice part is there's a range of times because sometimes i mean she's a doctor she's running around sometimes she has an hour and sometimes she has 15 minutes so she can always find one to fit into her schedule and for those of you listening you're thinking what strength training peloton i thought it's just a bicycle no peloton has so much more they have their amazing bikes like their peloton bike plus they have their amazing treadmill they have Boxing. Boxing. So many different types of exercises, bar classes, boxing, free weights, yoga, all different types of stuff. Also, their Peloton Bike Plus is now $500 less. It's the best price yet. It includes free delivery and setup. Nothing gets you moving like a perfect song, and every Peloton class is set to a bomb playlist. So whatever the mood you're in, uh, whether it's uh, EDM or maybe it's Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Nothing mean, motivates really, you like that. Really, they have something for everyone and the best part is instructors are motivational and they're an expert in their respective fields, highly trained fitness pros, and it's interactive. You can compete. You can you can do this with friends across the world, across the country. So even though you can work for out from the comfort of your home, it doesn't feel like you're working out alone. That's what I love about it. So right now is the perfect time to try out Peloton. The Peloton Bike Plus, like I said, is now $500 less. It's the best price yet, including free delivery and setup. And there are more game-changing prices available on the original Peloton bike and Peloton Thread. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. So if uh, you are an open book. I'm, I would identify as an open book. And you like to earn points so you can buy more stuff. Do I have something fun for you? It's called Fetch. And if it sounds too good to be true, well, turns out it isn't. Fetch Rewards is super easy to use. It's a free app where you can earn free rewards on literally anything you buy. Anything. 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 Scan any receipt or e-receipt and you will earn points no matter where you shop or what you buy. Then redeem those points for hundreds of rewards, including Amazon and Visa gift cards. Fetch is totally free, a free app and easy to use. So basically, you take a photo of your receipt for stuff you've already bought. Like anything. Money you've already spent. Literally anything. And then it compiles into points so that you can get more money. From restaurants, e-receipts, Amazon gift cards, many of your favorite retail stores. You can scan receipts, redeem your points, and you just scan it on the app. It's super easy to use. It's incredible. Check out the link in the description. Use the code V-I-A-L-L -L and get an additional 3,000 points when you scan your first receipt. Download the app now and use the code V-I-A-L-L -L to get 3,000 points when you scan your first receipt. This is a limited time offer for my viewers only. The last thing is that Andy Dorfman um. has made a statement or was asked about the upcoming season of The Bachelorette. And she's not a huge fan of the fact that there's two bachelorettes. 
She said, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't bummed that it's two women. I'd like to see two men go at it. I don't know. It gives me a little sexist vibe that I don't really love. I know all these bachelorette leads and what it takes to be on screen and to hold your own on a show and production and castmates. I have a lot of respect for those people. So I think I will show my support in that way. She made her point while it's still being a very eloquent. Two bachelorettes. I think it's really about the execution. Mm -hmm. Like I thought the Caitlyn and Britt thing was like appalling. Like I was like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? You found a way to take away the power of the bachelorettes by like making them like vote. Yeah. Like have to like get the approval of the mm-hmm. men. Like that's insane. Given the whole premise of the show is that everybody is vying for the bachelorettes approval. So I, I think it depends on the execution of it. Do you think, would you like to see two bachelors? And if so, would you like to see the women vote? I mean, for drama? Yeah, I was yes. going to say, I'd be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're right about the execution, though. If, I, if it's I, like, I think it'd be fun. I, I think that would be that, that, that would be great. And I also like, look at, yeah, give, give the women the power. I'm down for that situation, absolutely. But I think having like men vote against two women, and like, the, I don't ever like the idea of pitting two women against each other. It feels a little messy, but maybe it'll work out. I'm sure I'm there will be I'm down for two bachelors out. one of these seasons. Should we do it? I'll go on with a bunch of guys. You go on with a bunch of girls. It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> yeah. Could be fun. Switch it up. Could be really fun, yeah. honestly. I what a house dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that, I mean, the, again, the show is, I think they're aware of that hurdle. And mm. like we said, I think they're, they've told uh, Rachel and Gabby that they have to be best friends. Mm. So they'll oversell that. You have to. You I like each it, other. It's yeah. also hard because whoever is picked as the lead, whether it's a bachelor or bachelorette, it's usually because America is so invested in them finding love. And in a way, maybe we felt like their journey was cut short or there's something that they're really missing. So to go from, you know, rooting so hard for someone to a Caitlin and a Brit situation where suddenly one of them is voted off, it's like a weird, wait, we were just supporting you and wanted you to find love. And now we've kicked you off night one. Well, and I will say to Andy's point, like Rachel and Gabby, it's like they both had these compelling stories. They were two great picks, so they picked them both. But as a result of having to share the role, like their screen time is drastically mm-hmm. reduced. Like I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't think there's any way we're going to be able to watch the show as compelling as it might be and as interesting as it might be and by the end feel like we don't really know anything about either of the relationships that they end up with because there's just too much. Mm-hmm. There's, it's, and it begs the question, how much will they prioritize drama? Because I think that's mm. always a line of discussion is like, they're not showing enough of the love stories. They're just showing like bullshit in the house. Mm. And so how will they strike that balance when they have even more content to well, display? I hope they prioritize the drama, if I'm being honest. <laughs> is it the same amount of guys? I think they have like a few more guys, like okay. 35 instead of 30. Yeah, because yeah, if I'm going against someone, I'm like, I want a, little, a couple more options. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from Bachelor, Amber Heard's still chatting. She's still talking, so we're still talking about her. <laughs> uh, did you watch the interview? Uh, her most recent interview, I did not. I've seen clips, clips and uh, headlines, but the way that I kind of feel about it is it's, it's over. I don't know why she keeps going. Yeah. I it's it's I think it's she keeps going, going because she she wants it's not going well no I, I that's also what I'm confused about because every time it goes out then more and more people disagree are horrible leave awful comments 
feel like he just kind of wanted to go away. And then she just keeps saying things that like don't add up. There mm-hmm. was this clip where she was asked about the video recording of, you know, she's like, well, you, she, you know, she was in the interview. It's like, well, I only reacted. That's when I hit him. And then the, and the transcript was read to her. She's like, well, you admitted to starting it. And then she said how like, well, you know, it seems like she's always talk. She's seems like she's talking in like, like talking points, like mm-hmm. bullet points. Mm-hmm. And then she like, for a moment, like change it. And she said like, well, people who are abused, they don't have like privilege like you or I. And immediately, like, it sounded, like, weird. Like, she removed herself from talking about victims. And that part was actually edited out of the actual interview. Mm. It was in the clip. So even her team caught it. Mm. And it's just, like, a bad look. And it's just, like, she. the more, it's, like, when your lawyer tells you to stop talking, they tell you to stop talking for a reason. And she just keeps incriminating herself more and more. I don't don't know why she keeps going. It's also just upsetting because I feel like... uh, the conversation and the relationship with other victims of abuse, it get then it makes it even more murky and it takes away, you know, not that nothing happened to her, but it, it just, I feel like it just takes the highlight away from what's important in the discussion. And that is where I have an issue because there are so many, in the discussion of privilege, you have a national platform. So many women can't even, and men can't even come out and have this conversation or go to anyone that they can trust with it. It's very messy, and I feel like it. That it should go. It should be done. Yes. Yeah, we all. I don't know why she said she was going to stop doing it, but you're right. She's like it's, and that's the one she keeps. Mm. She keeps reinforcing mm. this idea that because of this verdict, that other women won't be believed, and I just right. don't feel like that's a positive message to keep no. reinforcing. No, it's she's basically coming out and saying, "Don't tell your story." In a flipped kind of yeah, and like way. In, in a way to like to garner sympathy for her story, she's right. basically scaring people to believe right. that people won't believe their story, which is the opposite of what why she said she did it in the first place. So that's where I just it, am come on, confused Amber, and stop. frustrated. It feels reminiscent of like a gambler who keeps losing and is sort of like double or nothing, like double or nothing. Yeah. And I get like I don't know if people were like hated me to the degree that they have like showed so much vitriol for her i guess i understand the instinct of continually trying to be like no but i'll i'll fix it i'll fix it but But when's the last time yeah when are you done when it's like because she's heard everything i don't know it's just beating a dead horse i think totally there was this quote for her interview the interview with savannah guthrie Mm. and they were talking about when Camille Vasquez said that she, well, she described Heard's testimony as the performance of a lifetime. And then Amber told Savannah, quote, says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. I'm the performer. But that's the thing. I don't. Did people really think he had scissors for fingers? No. Wait, so she's saying because he was in Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's he, like for the he, man he, who is yeah, a pirate. <laughs> yeah, for the for the man whose career is in acting. Yeah, that he is an act. That's he is an actor. That is true. As is yeah. she, though. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm confused about. Yeah, that you're both pointing pointing scissor hands at each other. You know. <laughs> but yeah, and then she keeps talking about she was quoting the Greeks when talking about free speech and you know, so it's she, all over the map. It's so much. I, don't, I, don't, I mean. 
But like I said this last last couple of weeks, but like I understand like Johnny Depp is a popular person and I understand like he has money and influence, but there was a period of time where no one believed him. It wasn't like they all believed Amber and it was because of this trial that shifted, not because of his power and influence. You know, she keeps saying, well, I spoke truth to power and like, but no, it was because you got caught on tape admitting to hitting him and mocking him and calling him a baby. I think the big takeaway is like, yeah, it's just like, I, I think everyone just says, I think no matter what, mm-hmm. everyone's just being like, stop. Right. Whatever side you're on, even if you're on her side, they're probably suggesting she stops talking. Yeah. I don't think it's doing any good for anyone at this point. No, no, no. What else we got? I don't know if you listen to Drake. Oh. It's a new Drake album. I heard. Oh, oh wait. Do, we, I, do you okay. like it? Okay. So I'm not huge into Drake. But my roommate put it on for me the other day, and I was like, this album is for the girls and the gays. It's like very disco, like, ga, 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 ga. And I was like, am I a Drake fan now? Um, I, like, you could throw that on on the club, and I'd shake my ass, like, for I, sure. I've only I heard one song. I thought it was okay. But yeah. I feel like a lot of the reactions haven't been super positive. It's because it's for the girls, it's for the and, girls the gays. and the gays. <laughs> People like that. I, I don't know. I, I, have, I have not listened to it all. I've only listened to a couple songs. But for those, I was like, okay, Drake, I, I kind of like this. I did see a TikTok comment. Someone was like, they, uh, he made the soundtrack to Wii Sports. That's what they were calling Oh, um, my God. Some like of his the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Exactly. Yeah, that one. Can I ask you guys, would you rather have to listen to the same album for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or never be able to listen to like the same song again. Like constantly you just have to listen to mu- new music. You can't go back to ones you love. Oh, I would do the one album, but that's because I'm a, an obs- I have an obsessive personality. That's a good like, one about. though. I'm more like Nick. What, what would album, album would it be? Yeah. But it would it'd be tough. Cause you want it to have like range you know you gotta have a mm. cry song you gotta mm. have a Kings shake your Leon ass song had a really good album <laughs> that's so i would do to me. i would do beyonce self-titled which by the way her single her single comes, comes out, out tonight, tonight at midnight it, 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 actually, if you're listening it, it drops when this podcast drops so we oh are competing God. with beyonce's podcast i'm so sorry uh, I, might, I, might, I might have to listen to hers first I'm so <laughs> that's sorry. fine but no, I'm 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 very excited. It's been six years. It has been a while. 2016 was Lemonade, what and I he... do not count her album with Jay Z and Black Is King is great. But this is her solo album. She's back. Renaissance. Lemonade was really good. Lemonade was great. I also feel like Beyonce was such a. She was like the bacon of performers in the mm. sense that everybody was obsessed mm. with her. Like the the, the degree bacon of performers. You know how everybody <laughs> used to be like bacon yeah. and then it was like yeah. avocado. Like yeah. there's like a food that people will like go to bat for. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Beyonce was like lauded universally as like she is like the top. She's untouchable. She's not completely untouchable. And I think she's coming back and she's coming for all of our necks and it's gonna be amazing. The beehive. Coming I'm out. so excited. July 29th Renaissance. She, I'm not just a Beyonce walking ad. Is she uh, like performing somewhere to her? Uh, I'm sure she'll go on tour. It's been a, like a long time and she's done a lot in between, but none of it has been a solo album. And I've been like, come on, like, let's go, let's go. So I'm very, very excited. Give me like your top five Beyonce oh God. songs. Um, Partition. Oh my God, yes. I Care. Six Inch. Whew, this is hard. This is too difficult of a question. Those are, those are three really, really good ones. I feel like Countdown. Countdown's good. 
you didn't like the, you, no i do it's just like it's the, a lot of the singles i'm like these are great but it, it's it's like the, the album four is really underrated no one really listens to it but it's a fantastic piece of work i just i, I really i really i really love beyonce is the i think that's the, the message here you have not you're, you're seen. glowing <laughs> yeah so no I'm, I'm very excited but like speaking of girls and gays like i have not witnessed more like joy from a crowd mm -hmm. than when it's um love on top yeah. is played it's like Baby, yeah. it's you. people everyone knows the song that's it's a sing-along yeah she she it's also like I'm I'm excited for some Gen Zers to get some new Beyonce in their life. I feel like they don't really have a relationship with her. When I think of kind of Gen Z music, yeah. I always think of Doja Cat first. Yeah. And like Lizzo and yeah, just mm -hmm. people people who are like present in the you know, the public eye right now. And Beyonce is very good at going away for a very long time and then just really coming in strong. Oh my god. It's like the Princess Diaries quote, a queen is never late, everyone uh, else is just early. <laughs> That's what I'm always saying. <laughs> Elton John, legendary music performer, but it wasn't always legendary for dear Sir Elton John. How can I hear more about this tumultuous uh, life? Well, I'm glad you asked, Allie. She's Even back. the rich is now focusing their attention on the wonderful, the legendary Sir Elton John. Thank God, it's been time. In an all-new season, host Brooke and Aricia tell the story of Elton John. Before he was a global superstar, Elton was an awkward English boy from a fractured home looking for an escape. <gasps> From Wondery, even the rich Elton John, still standing, unveils how music transformed Elton into an icon that rocked the world through style and song. In an all-new season, the hosts unpack Elton's life journey from misunderstood, neglected child into a spoiled rock superstar with addiction issues, looking beyond the chart-topping hits and glamorous lifestyle. He's an icon, and so much to learn about Elton John, and even the rich is pulling back the curtains like never before. Listen to Even the Rich on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Or listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Speaking um, of Princess Diaries, Julie Andrews said that she wouldn't do like a third Princess Diaries movie. She said it's too far removed. Mm. Um so I was We're really wondering, getting out of away from my expertise here. <laughs> oh, no, I was wondering, this is your are fault. there... You have me on. <laughs> You're outnumbered. <laughs> is there a movie that maybe either has one or two that you think deserves a sequel or a third? That's hard because I feel like nowadays... They're awful afterwards. Yeah. I mean, Top Gun crushed it mm. with Top Gun 2. I would do a Charlie's Angels reboot with uh, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and Drew Barrymore. That because they did it, it was just full throttle and then it was no and then it was they did another one recently. No, I would do that one. Mine is like not the girl with the dragon tattoo with <laughs> yeah uh, Rooney Mara. Yeah, yeah, that was an amazing movie. And there's an there's other stories mm -hmm. which they've been done. There's like yeah. a European version. They just didn't make it with Daniel Craig right. and Rumi Mara. Yeah, and they were going to, but then they, they were going just, to they scrapped and they just it. Didn't. Like Spiders, the girl in the Spider's yeah. Nest, the girl who played with fire, and like. I really love yeah. the the girl with the dragon yeah. tattoo, and, the books and I are love amazing. Daniel Craig, yeah. and, and and so that's a good one. I was always waiting for that one to come out, and they just didn't. Rooney, if you're listening, please, <laughs> we want a sequel. <laughs> that's a great movie. Yeah, I feel like she's the man. Holds a special Is that the place. Amanda Bynes one. Yes, and she, I mean, she she could have a redemption arc. That's and it's a Twelfth Night. It's like a mm -hmm. play on Twelfth Night, and so I feel like you could pick a different Shakespeare play, like mm -hmm. Midsummer Night's Dream. Get mm -hmm. funky with it. Channing Tatum and at his absolute hottest. Oh yeah, he peaked for mm -hmm. me. <laughs> I magic Mike my ass. She's yeah. the man, Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, 
He's pretty hot now. He was he was very hot. So, I, I I paused a lot just to like <laughs> be like mm-hmm. play rewind pause. You know. All right, so let's talk about Airbnb because Airbnb has been sparked a lot of discourse on Twitter after someone shared a post saying, "In the interest of my own personal safety as well as public safety, at Airbnb, at Airbnb, help." Can you please explain this to me, everyone and everyone else, why the host who sent me this message is still actively on your platform? Uh, This person is clearly a threat and should not be allowed to host guests and attach a screenshot of a message that said, I have your picture, your name and your number. You have 48 hours to remove your review or I'm hiring a private investigator to obtain your address. And then the fun begins. And then a follow up text. You're blocked from messaging me at this number. And then this has sparked a lot of people Mm -hmm. sharing Mm -hmm. negative, a whole range of like, obviously, this is a terrifying real threat to safety experience. Other people are sharing that, but also people are just kind of sharing like the weird, Mm. bad things that have happened at Airbnb. I'm curious, do we have Airbnb users in the house? Yeah, definitely. And I've seen a lot of the responses and stuff and a lot of people putting up pictures of like all the cameras that people hide in their homes to watch people while they're in them, which... You know, I think Airbnb, it's difficult for Airbnb because they probably have thousands, I mean, thousands and thousands, but I mean, they have to have a better customer support team who. Yeah, it's tough. Of- I feel like a lot of people who want to Airbnb their house, like it probably started with people like trying to make an extra buck. It's like, oh, we're going out of town, so we'll Airbnb mm-hmm. our house. Right. But they do that with a sense of like fear of letting right. strangers in the house. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They buy all these like cheap cameras. Right. Which is a Which weird is, don't, invasion. I, I feel like if you're going to do that, don't 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 have people don't, don't have Airbnb. Yeah. And also, if you're terrified that your home is going to get ruined, don't host. Yeah, and I understand. I mean, it would suck. That would be awful. But if if, if you're going to cross those lines, maybe just kind of sit out on this one. But but Airbnb, like if if Airbnb kind of put out a statement being like, hey, like if you know, like us, if we were Airbnb and be mm-hmm. like, hey guys, like, listen, if you can't like have a couple strangers in your house, yeah. like don't do it, mm-hmm. how much inventory would they lose? Probably a too, lot. A lot. Yeah. It, but, because like, yeah, there's plenty of people who are like, will buy houses just to Airbnb mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but I bet a great deal of their inventory are mm-hmm. people who are incrementally mm-hmm. or, or like occasionally renting it yeah. out. And they can't have a vetting process for who is staying and who's not. I mean, I do know, I know some people who have been permanently banned from Airbnb for like, like even small issues. So I guess there is, they're good on that. But I also banned think. Banned from going or banned from hosting? Uh, going. I'm sure there are people banned from hosting. I, I sure. can imagine. But, you know, I think they also have to flip that on the hosts and, you know how are they like what what kind of like look into if people are complaining or i mean a camera the camera thing if i knew that i was staying on an airbnb and was being recorded i'd raise hell yeah terrifyingly creepy i also feel like back when i stayed there like in 2015 or something i remember the host reviewing you and it felt like more it was more of an attempt to have that like mutual vetting mm-hmm. And now, now it seems it's just like, like you click it. Yeah. And now yeah. it feels like an Uber situation where it's like four stars mm-hmm. or, or five stars or bust, because that's what some people are saying uh, in defense of Airbnb hosts who are kind of pressuring people to leave positive reviews is they're saying apparently you get kicked off the platform if it's below 4.5 stars. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a two sided. See, that that's stupid of Airbnb to mm-hmm. do that. It's so arbitrary, 4.5 or bust. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like there's got to be a more productive way of ensuring like a good stay mm-hmm. have you stayed at any really amazing airbnbs ever or amazing weird? nice 
Nice. Yeah. My, mine have all been pleasant. Yeah, on, on the regular, like, they work. A lot, but the, it is interesting when you go to an Airbnb. It's a house that was just made to be an Airbnb. The shower is awful. There's like nothing, like you open the fridge, the handle falls off. But no, I've had some really pleasant experiences. And some, I went, once went to an Airbnb and I walked in and someone else was in it. <laughs> they double booked. I was like, well. Did I, you, what, what happened? We're married. No, um, <laughs> luckily it was a company that had other places and they gave us another one and gave us some money back but it was weird because i had the key i opened the door and there was like a couple standing there like hi <laughs> here to kill you no <laughs> um they, they probably cool. thought that oh yeah they, they were like what are you doing here i was like no what are you doing here yeah it's fun then i had to leave yeah i don't know i mean i feel like the review uh, online review situation is like a a hot mess mm -hmm. because it's like it, all these things they're well-intentioned you know, like you hear this horror story that needs to be talked about. You need that discourse. And then eventually you're going to get the person who like, you know, does a TikTok about like, I had an Airbnb and let me tell you, it was terrible. Like <laughs> there was one roll of toilet paper yeah. in the, the entire house. And I couldn't like, it, like they'll like. It's 700,000 likes. Yeah. yeah. And they'll like root like lose their mind mm -hmm. over like a mild inconvenience, mm -hmm. you know, two stars. Well, it's the same how it was on like any platform with reviews like Yelp or anything, people, you'll just see people post an essay. I'm like, stop giving people this much <laughs> room to write about, you know, the crudite. Yeah. It's fascinating though. I, sometimes I follow individual reviewers and see what else they've commented oh, on. My God. I construct a narrative. Uh -huh. Oh no, there oh, are people. Okay. Yeah. If you find, if you find someone who leaves a really long review of like one star, very specific thing, you can get their, you can go to their history. profile. And a lot of the time it's like 700 reviews. They go to every restaurant on rip on it. Which is good for the platform to then be like, okay, I don't know this person, but some people uh, write novels. I'm like, you're an incredible writer. Where do you yeah. find the time? Yeah. I know. Yeah. This is an outlet for you. This is Well, I'm like, where do you find the time? And then I'm reading them for like 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I will I be probably continuing to stay in Airbnbs? Definitely. I, I plan on hosting. Oh, you're yeah. going to become an Airbnb? Yeah. He's going to become Airbnb. He is Cameras Airbnb. all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, he's learning exactly how what he needs to do yeah. for his new property. <laughs> he's like semi screenshots of that. Yeah. Gonna, and they'll make a mo new movie with no one knows that they're in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Terrifying. Found footage. Yeah. Wait, that would be a really good horror movie. Okay, guys, wait, you don't give away this idea I to know. the public. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Put it in write it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, for another topic, do we want to talk about daughters on OnlyFans or never having an orgasm? Why can't why can't they be the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> daughters on OnlyFans for four hundred, please. <laughs> this actor who starred in Two and a Half Men has a quote where so Sammy, daughter of Charlie Sheen, mm -hmm. Denise Richards' daughter, is on OnlyFans. Charlie Sheen. Is this on the like the cusp of her like she had just turned eighteen, right? Like is that part of the story too? Yeah, she's like it, it was de yeah, and definitely okay. like his response to it was very much when he said, "I do not condone this, but since I'm I'm unable to prevent it, I urge her to keep it classy, creative, and not sacrifice her integrity." Like kind of like a I'm just relinquishing reins mm -hmm. as a parent who mm -hmm. is able to like assert control. And, and so he and Denise came out more in support kind of, um, I don't get what the big deal is. I support my daughter. She also said, I can't, like, basically, I can't, I'm not allowed to control what she does and if that's what she does, she wants to do. Yeah, and then she referenced, like, obviously her time 
posing for Playboy mm-hmm. or or doing mm-hmm. in the movie Wild Things mm-hmm. where there was a like a nude sex scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's got a, from a parent standpoint, mm-hmm. what do you like? It's like, oh yeah, you can't do anything. And then you have these progressive parents. I assume they're progressive. Mm-hmm. And then you have specifically Charlie Sheen. He has a complicated history of his problematic past. Yes. How do you? Well, it's, it's a little hypocritical. I think we can well, say. That, well, that's the that question. Like, so at, if you're a parent, you've certainly have made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Do you lose the right to become a parent because of your mistakes? I mean, I, you could argue that. I, as a parent, you're like, all I ever want for your, my kid is to not Make do the, the things mistakes, I've yeah. done. So it's like, sure, I guess hypocritical, but at the same time, you right. know, I feel like Charlie, his quote was as, I guess, as, as well as you could have said, mm-hmm. which is like, I, I wouldn't want this for my right. daughter, but I guess. Well, yeah, he's completely out of control. He no. doesn't, he, he, I mean, and also if he were to try to, like make it, st- I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know the Sheen family, but I think, you know, she's allowed to do what she wants. It's, it's her, it's her life. It's her wallet. It's her body. But, um, obviously you know, we've all done things at 18 that we regret. Oh, absolutely. And as a proud father of four, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I could understand why that would be, you know, distressing and uh, uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, I guess it's kind of like, yeah, you're, it's your life. So, well, it's also, I heard the term digital natives, which refers to people who, when they were born, the internet was a thing and grew up using social media and just have always kind of understood the landscape. And I think it's especially hard as a parent when this wasn't even an option before. Mm -hmm. And you have the way Denise Richards, where she's like, you know, this is kind of like a modern iteration Mm -hmm. of all these other behavior that has existed Mm -hmm. versus I think Charlie Sheen, I'm sure there's a certain amount of like kind of fear of the partially known do we even know that she plans on doing any type of pornographic content i don't know because, because not, a lot of not, not everything on only fans is, on OnlyFans is. Right. like maybe it's just her it could be a variety of things she's also also i mean for, for her now she's in the public eye this is going viral i imagine her subscriber count is skyrocketing because of it yeah she and, could easily post maybe the mo- the most seductive thing could yeah. be bikini right like and that's it and she'd still probably pe- make a ton of money people will pay for that if you were gonna have a non-sexual only fans account <laughs> what would you do on it i'd review condiments <laughs> i love condiments i'm a condiment queen yeah What's so maybe just like condiment it's, uh ketchup i know it's basic <laughs> very basic but i like i, I don't shy away I, from uh, any type of condiment i've uh <laughs> i've had a theory that like when growing up there was always like one ketchup kid that was in me. your group that I was, had ketchup on everything. I was, a and ketchup I think that boy. says a lot about who I was. People, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did your mom cut your crust? My crust. Uh, sometimes she yeah. had to spoon feed me yogurt because I couldn't keep it down. Like I was that kid, and I also always had a ketchup stain in the middle of my shirt because I would take too much ketchup. And it would always drop on They're like there. a specific, like the ketchup kids are a specific yeah. type of kid. My brother was one. Still is. I, yeah. I, maybe even worse. You were not a ketchup kid. You were a kid. mustard no, kid? I was a mustard oh, kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it mean, says I, a lot about me. I, yeah, I love mustard now, but if I, I, like the idea of mustard as a kid was so disgusting to me. But I also think maybe that means that you were like mature. Oh, that's well what I like to think. I, like, I tell myself it means I have like a, like a, 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 a sophisticated, a refined palate yeah. of like. <laughs> yeah. 
Whereas ketchup, it was like near bottom of the barrel. Like <laughs> slop. Yeah. Exactly. Red slop. Well, yeah. with mustard, do you are you a Dijon or just like kind yellow. of classic yellow? Yellow. Yeah, I'm wow. a Dijon. See, again, now because of my OnlyFans, I don't shy away from any type of mustard. I'll try any mustard. You got Dijon, you got honey mustard, any of that. But I do agree with you. Like, I was the ketchup kid with like pit stains and cargo shorts and, you know. Everyone laughed at what I said, not because of what I was saying, but because of how I looked, you know? Yeah. So, but, and I, and I wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> I, I can't mean, wait to have ketchup later today. Ketchup kids are an army though. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of ketchup kids. Rise up ketchup kids. Yeah. <laughs> if you are out there and you are a ketchup kid. Like you could not leave home without ketchup. Yeah. You had to have I, had ketchup. A, I had a bottle of ketchup in my locker. Yeah. And yes. Cool. <laughs> You're a ketchup kid. <laughs> and we had, we had ketchup in the cafeteria, but I still was like, you know, do you you just never know when you're going to need a <laughs> bottle like, of ketchup. Kind of like addict behavior, like hiding yeah. your I mean, bottle of vodka. 20% yeah. of my audience are probably like, I was the ketchup. Yeah. Thing. They were, it's a... I had a, I had the shirt that said, I put ketchup on my ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> How do we feel about relish? Love. I do. But only dill. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down for it. And that's another thing. As a kid, I was so picky. So the ketchup like that's fixed everything. Usually the ketchup kids yeah. are, are picky, pick, picky eaters. Because yeah, it's like you, you got your chicken nuggets, you got your fries, yeah. your pizza, your pasta, <laughs> and your peanut butter and jellies, and your ketchup. We are profiling ketchup kids. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I feel, I feel good about this. I feel like no, you know, yeah, I haven't seen. been able to really talk about this, yeah. and you know, my therapist just doesn't understand it. But you do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Well, when you were my mentioning- brother Luke is a ketchup kid. I'm sure he, I'd love him. He's now a dentist. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a win for the ketchup kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, when you mentioned, like, kids laughing more at you than with you, uh, was there a time where that definitively shifted in your social life or where mm. you kind of just found a better fit in terms of your group? Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like it was just because I was, it was like class clown, always like falling over for laughs, that kind of thing. And then I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to shift this personality a bit and, um take care of myself a bit more but no but then you know it wasn't I was not it wasn't like a bullying situation but you know the ketchup kid everyone was like oh there he goes there's the funny guy and then there's the mustard guy who like head of the soccer you know team yeah. and <laughs> ran track and college yeah exactly <laughs> the mustard I have this like uh, PTSD moment where I, I was like in first or second grade and I got mustard all over my sweatshirt and my dad was really mad at me and he really shamed me. And he's like, you're going to wear that the whole, the whole that. party. And I just had a big yellow <laughs> oh mustard stain. I have a great father, but like that might not have been his best parenting. That's oh, yeah. Hardcore. Oh, my parents. Yeah, my parents always, when I because I would always get the ketchup stain. And they'd be like, yeah, you're wearing, you're you're wearing, wearing that, that the rest of the day. Yeah. Actions have consequences. Yeah, they do, and Which, some of them are and they were And they were delicious. <laughs> I gotta say though, like that, I think that was probably a fairly toxic parenting trait that, like, yeah, was pretty sit, popular. It, sit in your just shame. Just sit in your shame. Yeah. Where it's just like a yeah. six-year-old like yeah. dripped ketchup or mustard on their shirt. <laughs> like maybe we just let them change. Yeah. yeah, like you would never make a kid sit in there like if they had an accident. You would never. I guess that's. That's different, and that's really sad to even think about. So I'm sorry no, but for isn't saying it, it. Much different, like <laughs> no. But that's. But I do remember. Then like, I remember this moment. Yeah, and I I do remember too with my dad. But like, if he would then spill something on himself, I was like, "Gotcha." <laughs> you're, and I was like, "You're wearing that the rest of the day. You are not allowed to change." I'm sure he responded well. Yeah, to it that. was great. Yeah. Speaking of dads, it was Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Um, 
First of all, did people have any nice plans? Any specific way you tend to celebrate? I like to uh, text all my friends who are fathers, Happy Mm. Father's Day. It's always a nice thing to do. Yeah, it's a thing I do. And and a lot of people think, people who haven't heard from me in a while. Mm -hmm. Father's Day is like the 20th most popular holiday. Yeah. After Flag Day. After Flag Day. (laughs) It's like Arbor Day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know. Yeah, love no, to the dads I, I love, out I love there. to send the text. I spent the whole day with my dad. It was lovely. I had to call my dad. I texted a lot of. I, I also texted a lot of people who aren't dads. Happy Father's Day, Daddy! You know, <laughs> just to see to get a rise did out of people. Did I did get my dad an early retirement though, so I felt like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's good. Like that's your Father's Day gift forever. Yeah. Also, grandfathers calling the grandfathers. Mm-hmm. I called my grandfather. He's I'm not good like at that. Ninety-two. I I I called my grandpa. I. My yeah. grandfathers are dead. Yeah, I was going to say the other one is dead. So I just sure. was like, hey. Thinking of you. Thinking of you. I, it's always dark, though, like now with social media. It was this was, was Mother's Day, too. Yeah. It's like you get the TikToks of all like the people who don't appreciate Father's right. Day or the hor- It's like. Well, yeah, there's the conversation of like sending love to people who don't have a relationship with the father or the father's like, dead okay. or whatever. But then there are some, oh my God. Yeah, you're just scrolling through TikTok. You're laughing your ass off. And then you see this horrible one. I'm in tears and just, I could throw my yeah. phone away. It's like, okay. Yeah. I Sorry. Do- Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I love my dad. I feel like Sorry. I, heard, I heard about some kind of um, meetup that was organized. I think it was on Mother's Day for whether it was because you don't have a relationship mm-hmm. with your mom or because you lost your mom or didn't have a mom to start with. Mm-hmm. Like having uh, some kind of like group chance because i think it's so isolating on like a family holiday Mm -hmm. not having the place to Mm -hmm. go yeah Yeah. give me tough it's a doozy i was gonna ask do you what quality of your dad do you think you have most prominently oh god so many emotional (laughs) you're gonna be okay (laughs) yeah Uh, when i get emotional i i my dad would always like touch the back of his neck and i i've i I do that too that's cute I feel like as I've gotten older, you know, those like commercials, like growing up, like your parents commercials that are oh, really yeah. funny. I ha- as I get older, like there are just like moments where like, I'll do this, like, bo- like I'll like turn my head or say it a certain way where I'll get this like kind of like deja vu feeling of like, I'm my dad, mm. you know, I don't, yeah. I feel like as I get older, I'm becoming yeah. more and more. I, I noticed certain like idiosyncrasies that my 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 dad has. Yeah, my that's I'm becoming my father, and I feel like the things that piss me off about my dad are the things that I do too. Like I'd say, sure. the probably one of the main qualities my dad will talk to a wall. He can talk to anyone. He speaks to every single waiter, or every single like wants to know their whole situation. Blah, blah blah. So we'll be at a meal. He'll talk to the waiter for like forty five minutes, not you know being nice, but we're like let him get back to his job. And I'm like, dude, stop. And then, you know, the next night my friends are like, Nick, stop talking to the waiter. <laughs> like I'm doing the same exact thing that he does. But Yeah, it's really in our DNA for yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. He's a good man. He's a good man. Shout out to dads. Um, actually, our office hours caller is here. We don't want to talk about female orgasms first. Nick is no. begging to talk about yeah. female orgasms. Well, you did bring in me. It was a good story. The gay man, the expert in female orgasms. <laughs> I think maybe a, a neutral, a neutral third oh, yeah. party to Cheryl, really weigh in. All, and all I want for women is for them to. Cheryl orgasm. Burke is here to remind us that uh, a lot of women uh, do not climax during uh, penetration during sex. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. It, it is, is a, okay, but I want her to. I, w- I want that for her. I, I want that for all my friends. 
And I think it depends on why, though, mm-hmm. because I think there's a why of like, you know, she spoke about how her vulnerability and past trauma plays a really big role in that. And so I think there's one perspective where it's like, please don't put this pressure on me. Like, I'm having, please trust that I'm having a good time. I don't need to legitimize it in this way. I think conversely, it's like, I'm like, you better try. Yeah. Well, mm. that's the thing. I feel like what would, well, what's the best way a woman could communicate to her male partner that it's a challenge for her while mm. still expecting him to try, right? Because there, to your point, there's a difference between like, oh, listen, I can't like orgasm during penetration and it's not like a green light for a guy to be like, okay, well, I guess I'll just do my thing and be yeah. done versus also while not, you know, like as Cheryl Burke mentioned, not making it seem like uh, like always checking in like, well, does that mean you don't enjoy it? Because I think a lot of men could also like allow themselves to be emasculated by that. Be like, oh, well, am I doing something wrong? Like, what, mm. what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'll do it. Like, I can make you come. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I've met every girlfriend ever. Yeah, no girl has ever had a problem with me before. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like, and, they were fake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> if you got that they were Reenact that orgasm. To tell me how it sounded. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Well, I think it's similar to like ED, like mm-hmm. erectile dysfunction in that way of like how it can be very easy sometimes for whoever a partner is to personalize it or take mm-hmm. that. I mean, I feel like you tell me if if this would be helpful, but like saying to your partner, I'm just here to try whatever it is you want to try. I'm open to trying new things. If you, if that doesn't work for you, what do you like? Mm -hmm. You know, just keep opening that space of enough. That's lovely, but I don't feel like people say that. No? No. I've said that. Maybe in a relationship. Yeah, but you're a good guy. There's a lot of bad guys out there. I feel like the the nice thing to do here would be to to be like, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not having an orgasm from this. I would love to try different things. Let's try a toy. Let's, just, yeah. let's try before or yeah. like this time. What do you like? This this night this, yeah. this night this night's about you. Yeah. Or it'd be nice for the the man to listen to what like they want to do and then try those things out because it shouldn't just be about the guy coming and being like, cool, good work. Yeah, and I think something that's interesting is they've done a lot of data on the rates of women coming during sex with men versus sex with women or non-binary people. Mm -hmm. And it's drastically different. Like the orgasm gap only exists specifically in this like hetero situation, which I think is kind of fascinating. And I'm sure it's because like it's more normalized to have like toys or accessories Mm -hmm. or just more open communication, I think. Well, yeah, it's probably, well, one, like you said, I think some of the, uh, some of it might be coming from trauma from men that why women might not be able to experience that. There's that. Uh, and then two, yeah, like I think there's a lot of guys out there who either feel emasculated or defensive and then like make a bad, not even a bad situation, like a, a situation where a woman can't orgasm through penetration even worse by making it about their feelings uh, and their inability to like making it about them and understanding it's a bigger picture mm. and 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 some education around that where I think women partners of women might be a little bit more empathetic Mm. to that. I feel like it's in general, if if you're a man listening to this, listen to your lady, listen to her, listen to her. And and it'll be more fun for you too. In the end, if she's enjoying herself, toys are great. I I mean, I've never been with a woman, but I imagine that that's the proper way to do it. Yeah. There's so many, there are so many options. There's toys. Thank you, Cheryl Burke. Yeah. Thank you for starting this conversation. Mm -hmm. And also, women should not feel broken or weird or isolated, and they should watch Principles of Pleasure on Netflix. 
or read Come As You Are. All right. Okay. And Office Hours. Office Hours. <laughs> How's it going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your name? I'm Danielle and I'm 31 years old. How can we help Danielle? So I need help either drafting a text or maybe not drafting a text at all. Basically, I'll start from the beginning. Um, my what's best your, friend What's your school, goal? If, you, if we draft a text, what would the goal of the text be? The goal of the text would be just to establish what, uh, like how to go forward basically in a friendship. Friendship. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, my best friend from school um, married another guy that we went to school with. And he's from the Midwest and his best friend uh, from the Midwest, his name is Matt, moved out here about like five years ago. And we've been good friends, you know, for the past five years or so. And then um, about a year ago, at their, they bought a house. And so we had a housewarming. Everyone had a lot to drink. And uh, Matt and I made a marriage pact. And that was kind of like the first time I saw him as being like maybe something more than friends. We like discussed the fact that we both like didn't want kids. And it was like, oh, like, I think we're on the same page with like what we want for our life. And, you know, the years before we, one of us had always been in a relationship, you know, some months passed and we really are like the only two people that we know, I feel like in our area who are both single. So we would always started doing this like weekly dinner thing where we would just talk about like our awful dating stories and things like that. And he initiated, it was his idea. He initiated this, but like with time, you know, we, it was basically like we were dating because every week we would just go out to drinks and talk about life and things like that and just got to know each other better and better. And I like developed feelings for him and um, our friend who had our mutual friend who had introduced us, like always talked about the fact that like Matt had a crush on me. And things like that. So it was just kind of in my head as being a possibility. So like two Sundays ago, so like just over two weeks ago, I finally like told him um, that I had feelings for him via text message and he reciprocated. Okay. And then we met up 36 hours later or so, like two days later for drinks. And I showed up and he immediately was like, I don't think we should date. So feeling a little confused and. I kind of don't know how to go forward. He's texted me a few times since then, um, and but I've never initiated a conversation. So just trying to figure out if I should text him, if I, because I, I miss him and uh, just want to know how to go forward. So what was the interaction like when you got together? Other than it was, awkward. he was like shaking. He was so nervous mm -hmm. and I felt like I was like consoling him the entire time. Cause he just, he was like, I was walking over here and I felt like I was going to throw up. I was so nervous, blah, blah, blah. He started it off by saying like, you're fantastic and you're my favorite person, but, and then I just kind of like blacked out for a second because I thought I was showing up to our first date, <laughs> like based on the text that, you know, he had been sending me the night before or like a day and a day and a half. Before. This first text I'm working, looking at, is that the one you sent him when you shot your shot? Yeah. Speaking of direct, I've had a little crush on you for months, but was too chicken to say anything. Also didn't want to interfere with things with because you were excited about it. But yeah, don't want to make things weird, but just wanted to put that out there with a little upside down smiley emoji. Who's, uh, who's Oh, he had been going on a couple dates mm. with this other girl and he seemed excited about it. Um, so I didn't want it to be like him choosing me over another girl. I waited until he decided he wasn't interested in her anymore. Then he replied back, you've proved to be way more direct than me, exclamation point. You have to know I've felt the same way, right? 
often think about what it would be like with you, but was always too chicken to put that out there. I get so weird about screwing up a good thing. Interesting response. Yeah. And then, and then eventually you guys uh, screwing up a good friendship, that is. Also, thanks for saying something. I was wondering if either of us were ever going to. And then you got together like a couple days later and he hits you with the, mm-hmm. just kidding. Yeah. There's more text in there, but it's basically the same thing where he's like, oh, like my head's spinning. Had you guys ever hook, uh, hooked up before or been together before? No, we've gone? never okay. even kissed. And we've like gotten very tipsy around each other like dozens uh, of times. How did things end the last time you guys got together? The last time we got together was when he told me he didn't want to try how things. So I drove him last? home afterwards <laughs> and we were like parked in front of his house. And he said, we're still going to be best friends, right? And yeah. I like started getting teary. And I was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, do you want to talk about it more? And I was just like, no. Mm. And kind of like ushered him out of my car. <laughs> So what do you think about the situation now? How are you feeling about it? I like, I miss him a lot. Um, you know, we talked most days. Him saying that he felt this way mm-hmm. and then him wondering if either of you were going to ask is not a guy who is caught off guard. You know, I've had like platonic women friends that I just, I wanted them to be platonic mm-hmm. I went out of my way to make sure they thought it was platonic and I dreaded them ever like trying to like shoot their shot type of thing. And like, that's not, that's, that's not nice what I'm seeing fun. from this guy. Well, it's very flip floppy from his he, um, saying he's absolutely down and into you too. And then coming to you and saying, that's why I'm so confused. So I don't know if I should like just go back to like being friends with him and like no. give it a couple months and bring it up again. <sighs> Listen, I, I'm a, just a big believer that it's like you can try to be friends with each other, but like it's, you're never going to like it's never yeah. going to you're never going to go back. And I always kind of like say, you know, like if you guys don't start dating each other you know, he starts dating or someone else and you meet a guy. Yeah. And you guys are friends. It's going to come up like, what is this dynamic? Mm-hmm. You know, well, did yeah. you guys ever date? No, I like shot my shot and like <laughs> he didn't. And yeah. like the person you meet or he meets is going to ask more questions. And yeah. also, you know, like you said, like part of you missing him is that comfort he brought. And uh, while you weren't kissing and hooking up, he was feeling, feeling very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the type of like comfort a boyfriend would, right? Yeah. The regular yeah. dinners, the intimate conversations, the just the the regularity and comfort. And when you meet a guy, if you meet a guy and it's not him, and you will meet a guy eventually if if you don't date him, like this friendship will already like fade away. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It just that's will, what I was thinking. Because it's and not, that's why yeah. like he doesn't want to date to like preserve this friendship. And in my mind like well someday it's not going to exist right, right? It, it like it has to evolve at some point did he get into specifics about why other than he doesn't th- think it's a good idea the i i don't want to ruin the friendship is definitely not a valid excuse even yeah. if they believe it mm-hmm. it's bullshit for yeah. the reasons i just explained because <laughs> it's going to end it's already once someone shoots their shot it forever changes yeah. that relationship. It's hard to go back. 
I think scared, uh, like he cited being scared of ruining the friendship, but also, so my best friend is married to his best friend. So like if something didn't work out between us, you know, like we've done trips together, like we've gone on vacations together and things like that. I think he's just scared of messing up that element too. I kind of think some tough love is required. You just should just be honest with how you feel about the situation. I don't think uh, you should try to go back to this friendship and pretend you didn't shoot your shot. Mm -hmm. And in the nicest possible way without emasculating him, as you kind of tell him to man up and just like, if he doesn't want to date you, he doesn't want to date you. That's fine. Right. If you don't want to the response, but if like, I would move like, on, right. If, if you're too scared, like that's bullshit. Like, yeah, we were never going to be able to preserve this dynamic forever. So like, just get that out of your head. You know, yeah, we just weren't like, we've built this relationship, whatever this is, this very unique relationship of us, like comforting each other and going out to dinner and being this emotion, we've built, you've built an emotional connection with this man, which is a yeah. big part of relationships that people often don't build early on in dating. They build that physical connection. And you guys yeah. have built that. Like you, there's a level of emotional intimacy that you guys have and trust. And like you can like turn to each other and like open up to each other. That's hard to find anyone to do that. And you'd be able to do that. Like my ex-girlfriend and I, like we were best friends with my my but like they became best friends because we were dating and then we both stood up in their wedding as like mm -hmm. people who were broken up with like you you'll adults mm -hmm. you'll figure it out like you might not be going on trips together anymore but like that was gonna eventually like if you got a boyfriend and he mm -hmm. got a girlfriend there's a good chance his new girlfriend's going on this trip and not you mm -hmm. so like that's it's already affected so yeah. trying to preserve something that's already not going to last is just silly. So I, and that's why I think you should just, I think you should stand your ground and just say, as far as our friendship goes, it will always mean something to me. Obviously I've really enjoyed our time. I think you almost in a way like break up with him. I think he, yeah, it requires the tough love. Yeah. And you just say, but like, I feel how I feel. I care about you. It's worth the risk almost, and it's worth, to me it's worth the risk because it's already never going to be mm -hmm. the same. If yeah. you don't want to give this a shot, I respect that, but you're, you're just going to have to deal with the fact that like we're no longer going to be, like we're no longer going to go back to where we're, we're at. And I'm not trying to force you into something you don't want to be in. Yeah. But you basically take away the thing he's afraid of ru ruining. Mm -hmm. Should I do this via text or should I just like initiate like another get together? It's I don't been... think you should do it via text. No. Yeah. Depends on yeah, your comfort yeah. level, but <laughs> a, like a FaceTime at a minimum. And also by, yeah. by, by at least seeing him and hearing his voice, you'll actually get to get his genuine reaction other than something that's crafted. And because I think what you need right now, especially if you are going to continue anyway with him is honesty. And a lot of that is, from what he's saying to you in the moment and the way that he's kind of, I mean, you getting to like see what. Has he been trying to reach out to you to hang out? Not to hang out, mm. but like, but yes, he's texted me a few times about like shows he told me to watch and mm. sent me stuff on Instagram. Things like okay. That. I think you just stop replying to the, like <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would do first. At first I would do nothing for a okay. while. Don't tell him that you missed the friendship. Let him believe that you are adjusting just fine mm -hmm. you're doing your thing and then eventually he will ask you what's up 
And when he does, then you could just say, then like you just call him mm. or FaceTime him or get together and then just say like, it's just like, it's just, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. Like when you say you're confused, tell him you're confused and tell him why you're confused. And just say, like, like I just said, you have nothing to lose at this point. And you have to reinforce and remind him that he doesn't have anything to lose either. And be like, hey, no matter what, we'll always be cool and respectful. Like we're like we may not hang out as much anymore and things might be different, but it's just how it is. And like, of course you're gonna be friends with our friends and I will be friends with them too. But like we might not and if we get invited to like a party, we'll go and be cool. Like mm -hmm. if you guys both start dating other people, you won't like not be able to hang out. Right. But you won't be taking trips together. And you won't be having like dinners together on a regular basis. And just see if he actually really is scared. And there, it is possible. I mean, what I'm saying is it's, it's possible he, he needs to get out of his own way mm -hmm. and his own bullshit. And that only happens when he is afraid of losing something. And then when, you, when he actually sees that he might have lost it is usually when they start coming around. Yeah, he very well could. He could. It's possible with what he said. But I agree. Take your time. Do you. Wait for him to come to you. That's what I would do with this guy. Okay. I was scared that was what you were going to say. <laughs> Why? I just, it's it's been like almost two weeks now. and Almost two weeks now since what? Since the conversation. Okay. And like, and he's reached out like four or five times since then. Um, but like, I kind of do want to see him again, but I'll be patient. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, if you think enough time has passed where... I just think it'd be good for him to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. But there's nothing wrong if you just want to say that mm -hmm. and see him. But what you can't do is try to do the thing he thinks you guys can and should mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Which is to, you know, basically use each other, not commit to one another. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, the, the momentary the momentary highs for that for you are not going to be worth the, the way that you feel when you kind of step away and you're upset about it and you're not together. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good reminder. I think you should also do a little bit of like tell them exactly why you think you guys are a good couple. Okay. Yeah. I, I think you should do more telling than, than convincing. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't want to talk him into wanting right. to be with me yeah, yeah, you just tell him how you feel about you two. Yeah. And 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 don't talk about his feelings. Just talk about your mm -hmm. feelings. Okay. I feel this about you. Yeah. This is why I think we should <laughs> give this a shot. This yeah. is why I don't think we're actually risking anything. Mm -hmm. And this is why uh, I won't be able to do what we did okay. anymore. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you both so much. All right. Best of luck. Thank you. Bye. I, I think there's a shot. Yeah. Oh, I think there's a shot too. Absolutely. Because I also think, I mean, from these text messages, it's it would be insane to basically say I feel the exact same way about you. I was wondering if one that. of us would bring this up. Yeah. It's not, it, by the way, because I've, I've seen the other side of this where the guy's like, oh, like, I don't really know like, this or that, but this like, is. Yeah, this wasn't the. Listen, I think you're great and yeah, all, but, but like, let's just stay, friends. Let's just stay yeah. friends. I think you're really cool. Yeah. And like, I don't want to ruin a good thing. Yeah. That was not. That was not what this is. That's not what this is. And then he kept bringing it back up. 
He kept yeah. being like, oh, I'm so glad you said this, blah, 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 blah. Maybe he freaked out. Uh, Nick, you have a, a new show coming out. I do. I, I wrote for a TV show that comes out on Friday on Apple TV. It's called Loot, L-O-O-T. Oh, my God. I see billboards for that all the time and get so excited with Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. It's going to be great. It's Maya Rudolph, MJ Rodriguez, Joel Kim Booster, Nat Faxon, Ron Funches. I'm very, very, very excited about it. The first three episodes drop Friday, and it's weekly every Friday. And it's loosely based off of... No, we can't talk about that. <laughs> no. okay. There's coincidental similarities. Yeah, there, there are some similarities. You may have, there's some parallels to people in the world, yeah. but like... But no, it, it, it's a great show. It's a workplace comedy. It's an incredible, awesome group of people. Maya Rudolph obviously kills it. She's so talented. It's created by Matt Hubbard and Alan Yang, and they're just creme de la creme of the comedy world. I'm very, very excited about it. Well, congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I saw I saw a couple episodes. It's stunning. It sounds great. They're so funny. Maya kills it, obviously. And it comes out on Friday. Friday. Apple TV. Yep. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Tell your parents. Tell your neighbors. <laughs> tell your kids. Uh, where else can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Nick Lehman. And then in Twitter and TikTok, Nick Stop Talking. But I keep talking. Keep talking. I just keep going. Uh, Well, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K. We are back tomorrow with a very funny and very delightful Hannah Burner uh, for our Going Deeper episode. We talk about so much, I can't even possibly (laughs) recap it. You just don't want to miss it that much, I promise you. Oh, my God. It's dynamic. Dynamic. There's banter. Mm. It's exciting. It's wonderful. Electrifying. Love banter. Love, love it. So the people who listen to podcasts. Yes, yes. I hope. Banter, hopefully, is the number one reason that you're here. Uh, (laughs) Nothing else. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.